0: Welcome to the athletic motion golf podcast as a golfer now more than ever you have access to all sorts of swing advice and swing tips And that can often be confusing and conflicting this podcast is going to help you cut through all the clutter You'll understand what really happens in the golf swing based on what we've learned from measuring the very best golfers in the world But most importantly how that information can help your swing and we're going to try to do it all in 15 minutes or less This episode is brought to you by AMG Plus, the best way to train your swing online. AMG Plus includes our four key training systems, the swing system, the speed system, the short game system, and the soon to be released putting system. you also get access to our private forum where Sean and I, along with our other AMG certified instructors, review your swings and check your progress as you move through the checkpoints. To learn more about it, just visit athleticmotiongolf.com forward slash the letters A-M-G dash P-L-U-S to get started today. Sean, I think one of the most underrated skills in golf, certainly one of the least talked about skills in golf, until it's become an issue for you, is being able to know where you're going to stop the golf ball on the putting greens. Some people mm-hmm. refer that as lag putting. Some people refer that as just being a good putter. But the skill is being able to stop the golf ball where you intend to. Because if when you look at it, we make very few putts. Right? If you hit a lot of greens, you're not going to make a lot of putts. Because you're not going to always hit it close enough. And that make distance isn't very far. right? So if you're hitting everything to 10 feet, you're still going to miss more than you make and no one's hitting everything to 10 feet. So we're always going to m- miss more putts than we make. So the skill then becomes, okay, can I be really good at knowing where I'm going to stop the golf ball? Because they're not always going to go in. If you're not good at that skill, putting is going to be a real thorn in your side.
1: Yeah, that I like that quote. I got it, I got that from Doug Barron who got that from Lauren Roberts. You know, some of these really good quotes get passed around. And, and Doug would always who? say, you know, Hey, Lauren Roberts. Was well, so, any good on the putting? Yeah, game. he was the <laughs> boss of the moss. guy could really guy could roll it. And uh, he would say, you know, the real skill is being able to stop your ball where you want it to stop. And I think, you know, we, we give a lot of golf schools down in Florida. And, um, you know, we get four guys out on the course that first day. And um, I'm just kind of paying attention to when they get on the greens are they are they thinking about speed at all and and a lot of times they're not they get really line locked like let's say a 25 footer they get they get in there they read the putt they get they get into the line a lot like they know where they want to start the ball but before that the last thought they have before they take their putter away isn't speed it's it's line still and yeah. um a lot of times You know, they're three-putting way more than they need to just because that last thought isn't, where am I going to stop this ball? It's, what's my line? And I think if you just switch in your mind, the more important of those two is speed. Obviously, you have to hit the right line, but it's so dependent on the speed that if you're good at knowing where your ball is going to stop, everything gets better. Your green reading gets better. Uh, You three-putt a lot less, right? So you're talking... You know, some of these guys are three putting three, four, five times around when we take them out to play 18 holes. It's like unnecessary strokes. But putting, you know, anybody can learn to be a, a good putter if you put into practice and kind of know what you're trying to do just like everything else in, in golf. Yeah, I can probably think on one hand when we
0: see, uh, you know, when we're doing the golf schools, so every month, and when we're, we're shuttling the guys back and forth, from the range to the clubhouse, you know, to the tee boxes, and you drive right by the putting green. And I can think maybe I think it looked like a college player was practicing their lag putting, and th- for an entire year or a month, eleven now. Um, that's the only player that I can recall practicing their lag put. Yeah, he said everybody's, everybody's pulling cool. chalk lines from ten mm-hmm. feet and all that, but lag putting, saw one guy doing it. Um, You know, when he was a college player, obviously a pretty good player, but being able to do that, it's like it takes so much pressure off the rest of your game. Like if you have a 40 footer, we're all going to have 40 footers. If you have a 40 footer and then you have a four footer or a five footer or worse, it puts a lot of tension and stress on the other parts of your game. If you have a 40-footer, and you can squeeze it up there. to two, Whether it's two feet short, two feet right, two feet left, two feet long, it doesn't matter. It's still a good putt. So if you can learn to fall out of love with the line, right, when you have putts that are not very makeable, and, and what's a not makeable distance? What, what would you consider your breaking point between, okay, I need to shift my focus from really falling in love with this line to thinking purely speed because I'm just as likely I'm going to miss this putt unless, you know, I get a good bounce. What's kind of the breakoff point for you? Where do, where do you draw that line at?
1: Yeah. I mean, you get into like 20, 25 feet and if mm-hmm. it's downhill, left to right, kind of slippery. I mean, you, that could probably can get away from you in a hurry. So I'm, I'm, my my mind has shifted at that point thinking, I'm just trying to hit a solid putt and get it going the right speed so I can stop it somewhere by the hole. And it's yeah. Think about that. It's seven paces.
0: It's twenty one feet. Your make chance from seven seven paces isn't very high. In fact, it's pretty darn low. And if you're an amateur golfer, you nearly have forget the exact amount, it might be in that that mid twenty range where you now have the likelihood of three
1: punting it is more than you have of making. I think it's a, like, like at 20 feet or something. I, I mean, don't yeah. quote me on that. I'll look it up. But it's around there. I mean, you see it. We see it. We, I see someone at 20 feet and it's a slippery putt. i like, if he's not really grinding on the speed of this, this could be three putts so easily. And how many guys do we see all, standing over a
0: 20-footer who will plumb bob it, look below the hole, look beside the hole, look behind the hole, plumb bob it again, and then stand up there and leave it four feet short or five feet
1: by? Right. Yes, a lot. <laughs> it, it It's funny. Um, we we did a golf school. You and I did. You'll remember this a few months ago. And uh, still probably one of the greatest lag putters I've ever seen in my life. I was oh. 82, three years old. Mm-hmm. And the, the lesson to take away from him was that he had the same putter that he had used probably, I don't even know how long he had that putter with 20 years. No, it, it, it was it,
0: a uh, original model. Never
1: compromise. Okay, so longer than that. Yeah, and it had the sweet spot worn off to the point where, like, it was like a groove in the putter.
0: So if you think of you know Tiger's, what is that? That's on the internet. Tiger his eight iron that has that big mm-hmm. deep wear spot on it. That's what his putter it, looked like.
1: It was incredible. So so that makes a point about speed on a tangent there's also technique involved if you've got a you've got to be able to hit the sweet spot because you want you want the you want a known speed of the ball coming off the putter every time so if you know you're going to hit the sweet spot every time you know the speed the ball comes off given a, a given stroke length then you can get good at speed but the I think the major problem with speed, one of them is, it's not that people don't have it in them. They just, they're not even aware where they're hitting the putter on the face. And you might get a toe hit, goes 15% less distance than the same stroke in the sweet spot. How are you going to get good at distance control? Because what you'll do, you'll hit a short putt off the toe. Your brain says, oh, well, I guess I didn't hit it hard enough. <laughs> the next hole, you got a 15-footer. You hit it in the sweet spot and you gave it a little more because you didn't feel like you had enough. Now you knock that one eight feet by because... You know, even the putter has a smash factor. You know, I've got a track man behind me on the screen, and I'm in here all the time with my putter trying to get the smash factor pretty consistent because I know if I'm doing that, I'm hitting the ball in the same place in the face, and then my speed is, is gotten better. Just getting an awareness of, of what you're doing and that hitting the sweet spot. That, I mean, that was incredible. That guy had literally had a pinhead mark worn off his putter, and he hit it, and the guy could lag it from everywhere to literally a foot. I'm thinking, I'm on, we're on like the 10th, 11th hole, and he's done it three or four times because he, he had a couple of long ones. And he, I think he basically had like a 70 foot. I'm like, this guy ain't two putting this. There's no, it was like downhill. I mean, he, he got up there and gave it a couple of looks and just gave it a tap, and it's literally like flipping eight the hole. That's why I couldn't contain myself anymore. It's just the greatest lag putt I've ever seen.
0: There's <laughs> a lot of things impressive about him. One, his age, right? Still putting that well at that age. Two, that he still has that putter, right? He hasn't switched putter 35 times. Uh, three, just how consistent. It, it didn't look like, you couldn't tell if you just videoed him, like a iPhone video, tight on him. You couldn't tell if he was hitting it 30 feet, 60 feet, or 90 feet. Right? It was all the same tempo, just mm-hmm. the same flow. Everything stayed the same. And it got to the point where, you know, after about on that backside actually, as soon as he was taking the club back, and that club was on his way down,
1: people were walking towards the hole to get it back to him. Yeah, because was he
0: was—it was—he never had it put it
1: again. Yeah, you know, real good tempo timing. You know, the only thing that really would change is stroke length, depending on the, mm-hmm. the length of the putt. But it just, like you said, that's almost like he was tossing a ball to somebody. Is kind of what it what it looked like. It wasn't hurried, and, and again, he hit the sweet spot every time. And if you've ever, if you've never been to a tour event, a PGA tour event, that's something to to go see too, and and follow a group for eighteen holes instead of jumping around watching everybody. Mm-hmm. I remember I did that. And my brother and I did it a long time ago at Bay Hill. We watched Mickelson. I think he won that year. And I mean, if it didn't go in, it was looking like it was going to go in, and that was the first time I'm thinking this is an uncanny skill. But these guys are way better at lag playing than I even thought. It's like. He had 40-footers, 50-footers, and he's hitting them like they looked like they were going in and they were just barely tap-ins when he he got up to the hole. And um, it's an underrated skill, but when you see really good players do it, you're like, okay, so they're not giving away many strokes to three putts. And I think the average golfer is like, it's the low-hanging fruit. It's like, just stop three-putting and two-chipping, right? If you can get on the green, (laughs) if you can stand to a chip and at least knock it on the green in one, you know, from inside 30, like 30 yards, let's say. That's the delineation, the, 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 the demarcation point, whatever you right. want to call it. Call it short game. Get it on the green in one and don't three-putt. Average guy takes five to ten strokes off a game.
0: Yeah, that's the fastest way to lower your game. That's crazy. Cut, that, sure.
1: You think about, oh, you got to work on your short game. Well, that that's it right there. And then, then you get better at hitting that chip a little closer to the hole, and then your lag putt gets better eventually when you practice it. And when your lag putts get better, the ball is going to, once in a while – fall in the hole by accident from 30 feet because the speed is so good right so Uh, when you were describing that i was thinking
0: the first golf trip that i ever went on my dad let me go even you know like i was old enough now to where i wouldn't hold up the group you know it was always the point like when when does the the kid in quotes get to come on the golf trip and he kind of took a flyer let me go on the trip there was a um A mini tour guy that was in the group. And that was the first time I can remember being on the same green with a good putter and thinking, oh, this is way different than what (laughs) what I've seen and what I do. You know, the ball doesn't bounce to the hole and it doesn't bounce off the face. It looks like it's just hugging the ground and it rolls with that perfect pace, no matter if it's 30 feet, four feet, whatever, had the same perfect pace that we saw the guy in the school have. And, you know, we talk about all the time, you know, we we created a whole series on ball speed. We talk about all the time of golfers just aren't aware of where they hit it on the club face with the driver. That same thing holds true, maybe more so with the putter. You know, we've seen one player in the 11 months working on his lag putting. We've never seen a golfer out there working on impact point on the club face. And not everybody hits it out of the middle. That's a
1: skill that has to be learned. You know, because... Because it's speed control, right? The best putting stretch I ever went on. I um, I bought those Dave Pell's putting clips. Mm-hmm. They're really good. They just work. Uh, I was setting my golf bag, and I put it on. You know, I would practice at the house at night on the pro set. I didn't use the super pro because it was like I was it got <laughs> too frustrated. I was like, wouldn't even do it. So I put the middle clips on in the house to where I got where i could hit the sweet spot every time and then i started playing on the course with the standard clips like i would play 18 holes and see if i could get through 18 holes and i my putting it still is the best i've ever putted there i mean when you hit that sweet spot every single time your 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 brain starts connecting the dots to what your hands and and body are doing and the length of the stroke and the timing to make that ball go the right distance. And oh by the way, it hits the line you want because off center hits and putting are so they twist the putter so much. Mm-hmm. I mean if you can if you held your putter up, kind of just held the shaft and and held the putter at its lie angle in the air and tap the face with your finger, there's only one place on that putter that it won't twist is in the sweet spot. Hence that's why it's there, right? So if like Mike said, if you don't know you're hitting it there, go Go work on it. Do the tiger drill. Stick two tees a millimeter outside the blade and see if you can swing through the gate, right? Like two, two tees just outside your putter head, the toe and the heel, and hit putts. Put the ball in the middle so you have to swing the putter through that gate. I mean, he's been doing that drill as long as I can remember. And that's he's the best player putter. ever
0: lived. You know, it's, it's all learned skill, right? Cause, and Because that sweet spot's not the size of a quarter. It's literally the size of a pinhead. It's a pinhead. And you want to be as close to it as you possibly can. And when you first start doing it, you're not going to be very close to it. So we see a lot of guys that will, you know, spray the face with the foot spray, see it's all over the face, maybe work on it, maybe do the gate drill, maybe work on it for 10 balls before they go play, and then forget it because they go out and miss a bunch of putts. So they surely... It can't be because I'm not hitting the middle of the club face. It has to be something else, right? It has to be the putter. <laughs> it's a good excuse to go buy a new putter because the putter yeah, just doesn't about fit me, right? a full of
1: them over here. Yeah.
0: It could be everything. And then we see this with the golf swing too. It's like every possible scenario except learning the skill. And your story about, you know, playing with those putter clips on really starts to make the putter feel like an extension of your body you you talked about the gentleman from the golf school it just looked like he was just with his hand just rolling the ball into the up there and if it didn't go in the hole it was right beside the hole and it starts to become an extension of your hand rather than a foreign object which is what most of us putt like
1: i just thought of something kind of funny so i pitched I pitched in high school. I was halfway decent. I had a bunch of junk balls. I didn't throw it super hard, but I could strike people out because I had a lot of pitches. I had a, I had a two seam fastball, four seam. I had a knuckle curve. I had a little kind of a like a screwball I could throw that would cut towards a right hander. But then I learned a changeup. It was like I, I think it was my junior year. I learned a circle changeup. So basically, you hold you don't hold the ball with your two fingers like you normally think of fastball. You hold it in your palm and circle your hand, um, kind of like that, like circle it around the side of the ball. But your arm speed is the same. So, I mean, I started striking people out and thinking it was magic because, you know, not a lot of kids up where I was at that time were throwing a lot of pitches. And um, I really like Greg Maddox, I think, at the time, and I would kind of try to throw a bunch of junk like he did. And I would throw this change up. And keep my arm speed up, and the ball would come out about you know seventy percent. So it, to me, that just reminded me of putting. It's like if you're not hitting the sweet spot, you're hitting the changeup. You think you're gonna, you're hitting, <laughs> you know, you think you're hitting a fastball or normal speed with the putter right. sp- speed, but the ball comes out like a changeup to the point where it would trick the batter so bad. I mean, they would swing the ball halfway there, and um, it, it just clicked in my head like. Doug Barron says it all the time to me. No, lag putting's easy, man. You just like you're tossing a ball. I'm like, well, that's easy for you to say, but what he what he means by that is, yeah, when you toss somebody a ball, you can land it right in their hand because you know how fast the balls coming out of your hand because it's not slipping out of your hand. Right. If I tossed you a ball and it slipped at all, I wouldn't be very good at. I would be always trying to figure out, oh, what did I do? Did I throw it too too easy? And then try to throw another one, and you never would get good. So, or
0: or stand thirty feet from each other and, and hit each other a ball with the bat. Exactly. Different story, right? You got to be able to use that tool, um,
1: consistently,
0: yeah. and that's hitting it off the sweet spot. That's really the number one skill in putting is hitting it off the sweet spot because then you can control speed, and if you can control speed, you can read putts. Oh, if you can read putts, that. then you can make putts. Exactly. So, that pretty much covers that practice your lag putting practice the skill of hitting the center of the club face, right? No matter what kind of putter you have, they all have sweet spots. They're tiny, but they're there. Put two band-aids out each side of it. We've seen that work rubber bands, rubber bands, you know, the tiger gate. We sell a one putt trainer. That's fantastic for that. Oh yeah. All of those things. None of them will do it for you. You have to put in the work and, uh, it's a fun skill once you learn it because you will putt better. No question about it.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think we covered it. I think we're good. Very good. And like Mike said, uh, we've got a one-putt trainer that does a lot of things for you on the greens. If uh, you want to work on your stroke, you and get it at our website, shop.athleticmotiongolf.com. And if you're enjoying these podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes and leave five stars. We're trying to help as many golfers as we can, and you can help us do that.